0: You're listening to the Lifetree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. All right, so my message today, I'm calling it Our Identity or How Not to Love, Pray, or Worry, okay? Um, And... When I got to church this morning, I realized that I left my Bible, like, sitting right by the entryway of our house. And I'm kind of freaking out because I need, like, a real Bible. So I'm just going to try and do from my phone and be modern. Um, but I just, there's something about real paper for me, so you can just bear with me this morning. Um, all right, so we're going to open our Bible, if you got your phone, or it's going to be up there. It's going to be Matthew 7, verse, hold on a second, got to, I'm getting a bunch of messages. Um, Matthew seven twenty four, you guys ready? It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Stop messaging me. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for those reminders. God, we ask that your spirit would be in this place. God, I ask that you would soften our hearts to hear what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. So these past few months, I've been finding myself, um, sometimes jokingly, sometimes quite seriously, having these moments where I'm like, I'm having a crisis of identity. Um, and um, <laughs> yes, and so this is kind of how it happens for me. Um, it I have a picture because the last time I had one of these moments, I I, kind of texted all of my friends. And I was like, y'all, I'm having a crisis of identity right now. And this is when it happened is um, I was in my house. And we have kind of this little space that we kind of turned into a gym. And in the past kind of year, you know, it was used a lot when we set it up. And then it got real dusty. And I've even cleaned out like big old birds and rabbits that the farm cat takes in there. It's kind of his her place to do that kind of thing and so I was like I got to go in there clean it up because it's a new year and I'm gonna go in there Josh and it's gonna be good and, and that's usually what I do every year and so then I'm in there dusting it up and I told Josh I was doing this and then he come back in the house and Josh's I was like babe I'm gonna do what's happening and then he's like wait but this year you're not gonna be interrupted by another pregnancy and then I was like what And then it just kind of dawned on me and it hit me like a ton of bricks that that kind of season of my life is done. Like, I've kind of just like had a baby every year and a half or two for the last long time. And I was like, what? And so I just like start crying and kind of just the reality that that's kind of done hit me. Um, And then I was like, guys, I'm having, I don't, like, who am I? Like, what am I going to do? Like, if this isn't happening in my life anymore, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm having a crisis of identity. Um, and Josh just kind of laughed at me and he's like, you'll get over it. Um, but he was kind and loving, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure he was. He's anyways. Okay. So that was one and that was okay. I love that that's been up there the entire time. I thought it would just kind of like flash once. I mean, it's whatever uh that's just what I look like when I'm freaking out and I, I genuinely was praying like I was crying I mean uh so then I had this other moment so I had this other moment and y'all it happened up here and it was last Sunday um I'm leading worship we're singing I'm doing what I meant to be doing we're doing awesome my band knows and Charlotte knows because she just like knows me I just messed up a lot just a lot I forgot everything. I think that, see, I see Marty. Marty's laughing there because he was on the band. Just a lot. Like, I just messed up a lot. And uh, so we're sitting here. You guys are singing. You're worshiping. You're just loving the Lord. And on the inside, though, in my mind, I'm having a crisis of identity because I'm not as good as I thought I was. And I was like, what am I even doing here anymore? Like, what is this even for if I'm not, like, doing my best and I keep forgetting things and I was having a crisis of identity (laughs) so as I've been thinking about this I've kind of been being like I've kind of been realizing God like what are you calling me to what are you saying and I've been going back in my mind just remembering I've been going back to the places where I experienced Jesus first I've been remembering the times when um you know, as a teenager, like alone in my room, just having these moments in the presence of God or, or like being baptized in the Holy Spirit, like out in the woods where no one was around and just crying out to God or just remembering those times. And and funny enough, I remember this other time, fifth, just about 15 years ago, and it's significant to me, so I'll just kind of explain it, but it's significant to me that today is the first month, the ninth day of the first month, so it's one 9 and I've had this verse um, that the Lord gave me like 15 years ago. And, and it was right before I knew that Josh wanted to ask me to marry him. And I felt it coming on. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to ask me to marry him. But it's not the right time. Like, it's not right. And so I'm freaking out because I'm like, if he asks me right now, I can't say no. Like, I'm not going to say no. Because look at him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm freaking out. There he is. Yeah. I'm freaking out. I'm like, this, I just know it's not the right time. So I call this friend, and we're, she's like, we're going to take a day, and we're going to fast and pray. Uh, she's like this older minister lady that I knew. She was on the other side of the country. So we take this Monday. I remember it was this Monday, and we're like praying, fasting and praying, or a Sunday, actually. And she says that in the middle of the night, she's like on the other side of the country. She says she wakes up in her hotel room. She kind of sees my face in her mind's eye and she's like, says this scripture from Lamentations 1-9. And, and the bit that kind of the Lord highlighted to her was she did not consider her destiny. And so great was, oh, what is the word? Therefore, her collapse was awesome. <sighs> I know that sounds really intense. I know. But it, but I knew exactly what that meant for me. That meant that I had to do a few things before just me and Jesus. I had to kind of accomplish a few things before I kind of became one with my husband and and kind of did that part of life. And I was like, okay, Lord, well, I know that this isn't the time right now. I'm going to do what you 're calling me to do in this season and then and, and then it 's going to be right later and and the Lord was so gracious to us because it was just like a three month chunk of time it wasn 't like you 're going to wait ten years. it was like these three months that I needed to wait to accomplish some things that God called me to, and it was m- leading things and doing mission stuff and anyways i 've been thinking about that, and I think um, as i 'm thinking about it for our community. I feel like a lot of us in our community, maybe Christians around the world, are having kind of a moment in this history of time where they're feeling like, I'm having a crisis of identity. Because we've kind of been faced with a lot of times where we have to make big decisions or little decisions or different decisions where we have to kind of examine, like, who am I? Like, who am I going to be in this moment? Um... Oh, I for, I'll, I'll tell you all later. I forgot this one thing, but I'll tell you later. Um, so I've personally been finding myself being like, God, what are you saying? What what are you calling me to? Who, who are you saying that I am? And I love that we sang that song today. So we're faced with a lot of things where we're having to kind of take inventory of like, who am I? Who, who is God calling me to be? And so as I've been kind of asking the question and being like, Lord, take me back. Like, take me back to those things where I first fell in love with you, where I first met you, where we first got to know each other. Um, God kind of drew me to the Sermon on the Mount. And and if you have your Bible, you can open your Bible to Matthew 5 or your phone Bible, whatever you want. Um, And of course, I can't find it on the phone. It's harder on the phone for me. Um, So we're gonna look at some, what I'm going to call markers of a follower of Jesus. So the question that I've been asking the Lord is like, Lord, will you take me back to kind of give me that identity? I want to know who I am. I want to know who you're saying that I am. Will you just, will you just show me in the scriptures? And so we're going to look at some things on the Sermon on the Mount. We're not going to like read the entire thing and go, you know, through every verse, but I've kind of just chosen some things that to be honest were highlighted to me because these are the things that I struggle with. Okay. So as we go into this, I don't want you to think that I'm just kind of being like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but these are kind of the things that I'm struggling with that I've been faced with in this season. All right. Can you, can y'all just give me a thought? It's so y'all I need faces, but just give me a, yeah, give me like a, thank you. All right, so we're going to read three markers of a follower of Jesus, yeah? So this is the Sermon on the Mount, and what's going on here is Jesus has called Peter and Andrew, and then James and John. He's gone through Galilee. He's been preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's been healing the sick. He's casting out demons. He's preaching in the synagogues. He's been doing the stuff. He's kind of been showing these guys that he just called, like, this is what I do. And then he goes up on this mountain, and it says that he sits down, and there's crowds, crowds. It's like from everywhere, from Galilee, and it says from the Decapolis. I just like that word, 10 cities. Um, and he sits down, and he starts to speak. And, and this is a sermon on the mount, one that kind of we all might know, but I feel like the Lord is leading us here for today. So he says, he's been showing them what he can do, Right? Preaching the gospel, healing the sick, casting out demons. Now I feel like he kind of sits and he's like, "Here's what you can do." All right. Three markers of a follower of Jesus. Number one, Jesus calls us to a supernatural kind of love. Matthew five, forty-three. Okay. Sorry, I don't have a Bible. Here we go. You have heard it. You have heard. Oh, I'm going to change my version, y'all. I'm sorry. There we go. You've heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes a sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that? And then here's a, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And I was like, what? Jesus. As we, before we keep going, I just had it in my heart. As I read this this week, I was like, oh my goodness, Jesus, this is like so relevant to our generation. So I want you, as I continue to read certain scriptures, that you would know that Jesus is speaking to our generation right now. Like this is as relevant today as it was, you know, over 2000 years ago. Like, and if you would hear his voice, like if you would hear kind of the sound of his voice, and I just believe like the, the echo of those words that he spoke are making their way into this room, and hopefully into your heart this morning. So would you just, in faith, hear that? The Bible says that that faith comes by hearing, okay? So Jesus calls us to a supernatural kind of love. Not one that looks like the rest of the world, right? Not one that says, well, I don't agree with you, so you're canceled. Uh, you know, not one that kind of blends in with the rest of our culture right now. Jesus calls us actually to the spirit of the law, not just the letter. He highlights our thought life, as we're going to keep going, he highlights our hearts, our intentions. Uh, he addresses, hes gonna, we're going to see it right now, he addresses things like lust, marriage, uh, hate, and so on. So I'm going to give you like a condensed version of like what Kelly read in this next kind of chapter, okay? Uh, but if you want to know exactly what Jesus said, you got to kind of read it in that chapter five of Matthew, but I, I, I'm just going to read it. So are you ready? You, you might hear some hard things, but it I would hope that you hear the kindness of God and the invitation for you to walk into his love this morning. Don't go around lusting for other men and women. Guard your eyes. Unfollow that account. Put safety measures on your phone and internet and your relationships. It's probably not a good idea to hold a prayer meeting alone in your boyfriend's apartment. If you're married, don't think you need a divorce because the spark went out. Love is hard work, but it's supernatural. And God can give us everything that we need and supply everything that we need. As we'll read on, it says that even if we, our earthly parents, know how to give good gifts, how much more will God, our Father in heaven, give us bread if we ask for it? All right, here we go. Here's kind of Kelly's version of Matthew 5. Be a person of your word. Go the extra mile. As believers, our work and passion should excel that that are not yet of the faith. Simply because we do everything as unto the Lord. And and remember, when you give, don't just do it when people can see it. Jesus calls us to that kind of supernatural love. All right, next point. Jesus calls us to private devotion and relationship. Go to Matthew 6, verse 5. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love pray, to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door. And pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't pray on babbling like pagans. For, for they think they will be heard because there are many words. Don't be like them. For your father knows what you need even before you ask him. See, when I read this, the test for me personally would be that what you see here and here is my only devotion to Jesus. The test for me would be that the only thing that, you know, that what I post on my feed or on my Instagram is, is the only study or stuff unto Jesus that I do. That's, that's the real test for me. It's the only service I'm willing to do or the only praying I'm willing to do. Jesus is actually very clear that I've already received my reward for those things. And surprise, it's momentary and like a mist. <laughs> kind of goes away like that. There, there's 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 beauty and there's purpose in this. There's, there's purpose in doing what we do publicly because we encourage one another. It's, the Bible says we spur each other on to good works. But if that's the only devotion that you see, there's something not there this is the tip of the iceberg this is kind of our party jesus calls us to private devotion and prayer and here's the third marker of a follower of jesus and it says jesus calls us to a supernatural kind of peace and we're going to read matthew 6 verse 31 so do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans aren't after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own. I love that Jesus calls us to this kind of peace immediately after. He says um, that where your treasure is is where our heart will be found. He says you can't serve both God and money. Like you're either going to be a slave to your money or, or, or a slave to the Lord. He's calling us to something that is quite very countercultural right now, and, and I think it's key to our Christian identity, and it's to not worry. Like, I've known people who have everything, rich people who have everything, and they're worried. Worry warts? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that the saying? So, it, it, it can happen in any kind of situation. I was very much tested on that this week had this moment, I was making lunch for my kids, and I had to deal with a kid, with a baby, I had, he was he was like sick, and I'm pretty sure he had an ear infection, I was like, man, he's got something going on, anyways, so I'm freaking out, because I'm like, I don't know what to do, how am I going to resolve this, what, what's going on, and I'm making lunch for my kids, and I can feel like worry and anxiety like welling up in me, and what happens when I worry is I get mad, Like, I get frustrated, and then I'm just getting mad. Um, So I'm just like, like, just so worried, and then I'm just mad about life. And um, so I'm sitting there being angry, uh, and then I was like, and so I quickly text Charlotte, my friend, and I was like, you need to pray for me, because I'm just so dang frustrated. Um, And like the good person she is she doesn't just like you know text back the like prayer hands emoji she's like my phone's like and I was like I have to deal with this like right now I have to answer the phone right like so I answer the phone and I was like she's like what's going on and then I'm like you know tell her all these things I'm worried about anxious about and so she's like let's just pray so she prays for me, and then I'm crying, and I was like, "I guess I shouldn't worry about it so much, because you know I'm preaching about this on Sunday. Okay, all right, and so it was like this 30 minutes where like I allowed like anxiety and worry to like well up in me, and I was grateful for community because she kind of called me back to my true identity and who I was supposed to be in that moment rather than to let it well up in me and hear me out like. God knows our needs. Like, he knows our day-to-day needs. And, And I was thinking about this. And there's, like, wisdom in planning and in being prudent. But don't make decisions because you're afraid of the future. Like, I feel like that's such a key thing to a believer. Because we stand on something so much greater than what we see. Right? We lean on God for our decisions. I was thinking about how God, you know, how God warns Pharaoh. He gives them the, gives him this dream that there's famine kind of, well, he didn't know what it meant, but then they called Joseph in and and Joseph is like, hey, there's famine coming in the land, but there was such a purpose in that. Like Joseph made sure he was like, just so you know, like the one true God is giving me this interpretation so that a nation would be saved. Okay. And so there was planning and purpose in, you know, in the, in, in the storing up of things. So, so just remember in life, you seek first the kingdom, right? You acknowledge God and his provision first rather than going around, which is kind of what I was starting to do whenever I called Charlotte, going around trying to solve it all myself and become kind of like God in it. We acknowledge his provision and we seek wisdom before trying to kind of do it all ourselves. Jesus calls us to a supernatural kind of peace yeah I have this quote from a guy named Dave Mathis from this ministry that I like and I'll just read it I think it's up there Jesus causes people to be distinct it'll come Jesus causes people to be distinct from the world it's patterns and what's natural He calls us guided by his gospel and supplied by his spirit to be like our supernatural father in heaven who loved us actually when we were yet enemies. He hears our simple childlike prayers and he cares and knows, he knows and cares for our every need. So the call for us today If you would hear these words, if you would hear the call of Jesus today, is are you going to be like the man who built his house on the rock, right? And actually do his word and come into kind of this living under the grace of God where his spirit comes and empowers you to live in the way he's calling you to do, to live? Or are we going to be like the person who built their house on sand, where we try and find our identities from the current culture, or we try and find our identity uh, maybe just within ourselves. And I'm telling you, that's a house built on shifting sand. God loves to redeem things. And trust me, I've failed to love supernaturally. I've failed in my prayer and devotion that God is calling me to. I failed in my, um, you know, not worrying and that supernatural kind of peace that God calls me into. But God is a redeemer of his people. And he's a good father. So it's an invitation to uh, to us today to once again, surrender to kind of this unending grace that God is pouring out. And I want you to hear the words of Jesus, not kind of like as this burdensome list of laws. And and I love this thing. I love how he worded all these things that he said in the Bible. And and I hope you can kind of track with me on this because it was quite revolutionary and, and kind of challenging to the people of the day for him to say it like this, you've heard it said, but I say. Like he was kind of establishing his divinity in that moment He was establishing that, like he said, he's like, I didn't come to abolish this law. I am fulfilling it. I am right here doing the things that you aren't able to do. I'm fulfilling it. So for him to say, you heard it said, but I say, I want you to hear it as the grace of God. As an invitation from Jesus. Like he knows that we fail. Like he knew that I was going to enter into worry. Like he knew that I was going to not be like so, you know, perfect in my private devotion to him in my love towards him. But he did it. He came, he offered, he loved himself. It says, even while we were yet sinners, like when I was in the middle, in my darkest moment, that's when he gave himself for you. So, So don't hear this as a heavy, weighty thing that it's like, well, I'm not doing that, so I'm not a believer. Hear it as an invitation to come under the grace of God and walk in his spirit. Did you catch that? So just imagine what God can do with a people who are willing to not conform to this world. Romans 12.2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, then you will be able to, I'm kind of mixing it up, test and approve what God's will is, like his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You want to know who you are? I don't have my Bible. Take up and read. Read. The biggest win for me. Actually, the biggest win for you today would be that you go home and you take up and read. It actually takes from about Keating Crossroad to Uptown to listen to these three verses on your uh, three chapters in your audio Bible. I did it so many times this week. So maybe you don't have time to sit down with the Bible. I don't. Some, like, I don't. I have to make it. I just have to stay up all night or listen to it in my car. That's the biggest win you can take from today. So you would take up and read and you would figure out and hear the voice of the Lord calling you and calling you into his true identity as his people. Josh, and I, Josh has been saying something to me that's been kind of ringing in my ears for the last couple of weeks and He's like, I feel like we kind of lost our otherness. As a people of God, as believers, we're to be strangers in this world. Different, not looking like the rest of the world. And it doesn't mean we kind of hole up somewhere, but it means we react different to the situations of this world. We've all had to deal with, this year, whenever, however. But we get to do it with a supernatural unction of the Holy Spirit behind us. Who are you gonna be? Better yet, who are you gonna follow? Imagine, imagine if we allow God to shape our identity like winds of testing, right? Like we read the storms of life can come through and we remain steadfast in our faith and love because we find our identity on the solid rock who is Jesus Christ. Imagine a people living with the awareness of what Christ has accomplished, right? He has done it. It's not something that we muster up ourselves or we try and, work up Imagine if we could live with the awareness of like Christ Jesus who rose up from the grave is living inside of me Christ Jesus is living inside of me so I can so I can say a prayer for that person that's really annoying me right now so I don't have to respond in anger Jesus I need your help and sometimes it looks like that that's what it looks like for me when I'm super annoyed and want to just come up with the most clever comeback to someone or You know, to say something, it literally looks like me being like, I don't say anything, and I turn around in my mind, I'm just like, Jesus, Jesus, you got it, Lord, you got to help me. Maybe it starts, maybe it's that simple, but that's the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Imagine what God can do with people living in that awareness. That's what it looks like. This is our identity, chapter five, six, and seven. I see it as like a declaration of God saying, this is then what you can do. This is then how you can live because I've accomplished it for you. And so this morning, I want you, I want us to take a moment. We're just going to sing a song. I kind of have a simple message for us today. is that maybe if you've been faced with moments like I have been lately, being like, I'm having a crisis of identity. Like, how am I to live in this culture? How am I to live in this moment in history? Would you find it in the word of God today? Would you just take refuge in the words of Jesus? So we're just going to sing, and we're going to worship for a few minutes, and then you're going to be dismissed. And if you got kids, you can go pick them up. Don't forget them because our awesome children's workers are over there. Um, But we're just going to worship together for a little bit. And I just want you to take inventory, and I want you to hear the call of Jesus. Or maybe you're here today, and you're like, dang, this seems like a lot. Like, this is kind of heavy. I don't even know where I stand with Jesus. I want you to hear the kindness of God to an invitation to live with him and to receive the the grace and the beauty and the fruit of Christ-like living. He accepts you. He calls you. He says, come in exactly where you're at, exactly how you are. In the middle of our sin, in the middle of our brokenness, in the middle of our lack. But he is perfect so that we could come and have close relationship with him. So if you want to stand, you can, or if you want to sit, sit, whatever you need to do to kind of have, we're going to just spend three, you know, four or five minutes in corporate worship. And I'm going to pray for us. Father, we want the real thing. We want to hear your voice we want to hear who you say that we are who are you calling your people to be in this time and moment in history I thank you that you have revealed it in your word God and I pray for those who are feeling an invitation to once again surrender to the call of God on their life and to enter into their true identity. Lord Jesus, would you meet them here today? God, and for those who are feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit, God, I pray that they would hear the kindness of God leading them to repentance. like that song that we sing, like you're in your father's house. There's, there's no judgment here. We want the sinners to come in. This is the best place for you. So father, would you show us who you're calling us to be? Would you show us our true identity, Jesus? And I'll end with this. Matthew 5 Verse 13 and I as you hear it, would you hear it as a prophetic word on your life? And as I speak it, Lord, I ask that it would go forth and bear much fruit because your word does not come back void. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. But you are the light of the world. And a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they they put it on its stand and it, it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way you who are here under the sound of my voice, would you let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let it be so, Jesus. Let it be so, God, in our life. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At life Tree. We are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.